You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Aloha, nerd asses. This is the 3 a.m. <laughs> podcast. My name is DJ. My name is Sean. Uh, it's just us two tonight. We kicked Charles out. Yeah, he's not part of the podcast. He got anymore. deported. Uh, yeah, man. It's another crazy week where we've experienced some growth, which is very interesting because we still don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> it's just rolling with the punches. It's, it's felt like for three years straight. That's true. That's true. But today, Tuesday, the 15th. Yep. The 15th of March, we got an invitation from both YouTube and Twitch today, both of them, uh, to become affiliates, which opens up a lot of doors for both us as creators and you as the viewers. We don't know everything (laughs) that, uh, like, the entire ramifications of of each of those things but we are uh we're stoked nonetheless let's go so uh we want to constantly be in a space where we're delivering something fresh that that you like (laughs) and you may not like it too but you're getting it anyways yeah (laughs) yeah but that's super uh exciting news for us we've been trying to become Twitch affiliates and uh, I don't know what you call it with YouTube. YouTube partners with YouTube. That sounds right. <laughs> uh, it can uh, like okay, namely monetization is a huge one. Yeah, more streams of income for us to put right back into the podcast. So we can deliver better content to better uh, community, uh, especially in, in streaming. There's a heavy like streaming culture, whether it comes. Uh, from emotes or subscriptions or hype trains and that might sound like a foreign language if you're not a part of that community (laughs) which is fine but the people who are into that will now have that yeah um yeah so we're we're stoked for for us and for for the viewers i think that might be it by way of housekeeping housekeeping yeah both on the same day today? Both on the same day. Oof. Oof. Crazy how it all came together like that. That is kind of random, dude. Uh, another piece of housekeeping is Elon Musk and Grimes, pop singer, star, producer, musician, and uh, tech god, uh, spaceman, and uh, car builder, etc. electrician, <laughs> uh, had their second child. Uh-oh. What did he and name do you remember this their fir- one? <laughs> so you remember their first child then? I don't remember the name. It was something with a dash in it, I swear, dude. <laughs> with some crazy, like, Greek alphabet letters and... Something n- like There was, that. like, a number 12 in the name. Like I the think digits so, dude. dude itself. It was not a name. It's, like, the A-E letter It's X a VIN number, 12. bro. <laughs> <laughs> it is a VIN number. Dog, it's, uh, it, it's like, the their first child, the name was... They created the name off of like Elon Musk's favorite jet. Okay. And Grimes's like favorite letter or something like that. Damn. And imagine number. if you're like that level of rich where it's like you have a favorite jet. 
Bro, I just have like a favorite pair of socks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, rich people shit. Uh, one day we'll be there, my guy. Let's go. One day we'll have our favorite jet. Favorite jet. It might be like a like I don't know, a toy jet, but you know we'll we'll make it. <laughs> um, but they had their second child. Oh, what did they name it? Let me pull up the article because. The shorthand version of their child's name. There's a longhand version. <laughs> uh, okay. The the title. It's uh, this is from Vanity Fair. The title is Grimes reveals why her new baby daughter with Elon Musk. The letter Y. That's it. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. I found it. The first. The first child, a boy, born in 2020, is named X. A E like that uh okay. that letter words like yeah, a, yeah. a and an E together. <laughs> X A E A twelve. And they call him uh X A I Archangel or X for short. So that's why they came up with a name where it's just Y. X and Y. The letter Y. I'm trying to find the actual name, but I can't. What is this? A- Remake of Triple X with Vin Diesel. They're just naming their children like Pokemon at this point. (laughs) Gotta catch them all. Yeah, gotta catch every Grimes and Elon Musk child. Uh, Why they be like that? I don't know. I Uh, wonder if like these kids are gonna suffer any ram of. I mean, they're gonna grow up rich, so they really aren't gonna be suffering. (laughs) But not like not like we suffer. Yeah, dude, not like we suffer. Not like the layman. Uh, yeah, man, it, uh, it feels like, uh, it's, I mean, we only hear about like the craziest stuff, but I think of like, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin's child, Apple. Apple. Yeah. They named her Apple. She's like a teenager now. I wonder if she gets bullied for it. What kind of insults would you come up for the name Apple? I am not in uh elementary school so i don't have the prime insults like that's where all of the good ones come from (laughs) Hmm. uh dude i don't even know bro i just this turns out i'm actually not as mean as i say i am because i have no insults (laughs) uh okay all the weird celebrity names i can think of uh uh kanye and the kardashians they have weird names yeah uh north and saint yeah uh do they have any other ones even kylie uh jenner with uh travis scott have stormy stormy i've i've met some stormies before though beyonce and really yeah stormy daniels stormy daniels stormy Stormy daniels is uh this uh i think she's a porn star who (laughs) allegedly 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 slept with like donald trump Oh shit! Dude. Yeah, and like made like national headlines or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I could be completely wrong, and I probably am. Uh, uh, who else, man? I think of Blue Ivy. Okay. Do you know who that is? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but it's Beyonce and Jay Z. Yeah, that's right. Uh, bro, people be naming their kids weird, like numbers now, dude. Like eleven, obviously off of Stranger Things, <laughs> dude. Somebody named twelve. Like, but why? Or even from TV shows, people will be naming like uh, Khaleesi <laughs> from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. And then surprise, she's a murderer. 
in the final season. <laughs> How bad is that, quick, though? Quick name change. You uh, decimated an entire kingdom. You, like, start out as, like, a hero, and you name your kid that, and then all of a sudden this person turns out to be the worst. Big suck. And that's your name now. You're stuck with it. Bro, why uh, why, why are Mexicans the only ones who name their, uh, their children Jesus? <laughs> is, is that not a, is that not directly Jesus? That's a great question. I'm gonna have to do some research because I have no idea. <laughs> That's bold, bro. Like we have Peter, we have James, John, all these other biblical names, Noah, but straight up God's name, Jesus. Bro, I also know some people name their like kids after like like Norwegian gods, like Thor, Odin. That's kind of dope, though. Like, I'd name a yeah. kid. Odin. The thing is, those gods aren't real. <laughs> Jesus, bro. Jesus is the real, the real <laughs> one, the real true one. Bro, I've seen every Marvel film, and I can tell you they're real. No, talk. <laughs> no, talk. Uh, names be like the Spanish Inquisition, just like we're naming our children Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> wow. You ever think of uh, baby names? Baby names? Yeah, you have a list of baby names going. Dude, I used to, and then I realized that I was a lost cause. And <laughs> you're dumb. I hate you. That's not true. Stop self-deprecation. I can't help it. What are what are the names on your list? Oh shit, I don't have the list anymore. Like I said, I used to. You like I actually used to. <laughs> like what? Like notes on your phone or in uh, your journal or something? Like a post-it note? It was never. I think it was like notes on my phone. Huh. But legitimately, I do not have it anymore. Maybe. Let me check, dude. There's no way I still have this. Zero chance. I think, I think, uh, do you know Frank Zappa? Yeah. Frank Zappa's child, child's name is, uh, like Moon Unit. Oh, something like that. (laughs) Absolute (laughs) unit, dude. Moon Unit. It's just like a fat ass (laughs) white chick. Okay, negative. I do not have that list anymore. That's fine. That's fine. What about you, dude? Dude, for a long time, if I ever had a child, I I wanted to name it a name. If if there was a boy, West. West. After Kanye. Damn, bro. Not only after Kanye, but after the West Coast. Okay. And. The opposite of East. Sunsets. (laughs) Okay, I see yeah, you. I see you, dude. That's the, the three different. Okay. Deadass, I've entertained the idea for a long time. Just West? So, it's, uh yeah, just West. All First right. name West. I, uh, West, Coast, West Coast, because that's where I'm from. Uh, and Yeah, but I you're just... from the East Coast of Hawaii. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. No, I'm from the Southwest. Do you remember that? Oh, shit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Southwest United States. The real Southwest. <laughs> I'm right. I'm right. Uh, I'm in the ranks of celebrities. It's it's really just me manifesting. That's where it starts, dude. Yeah, like manifesting is a real thing. I'm gonna tell you, because like not even a couple weeks ago, we were talking about manifesting. Yeah, and then I open my phone. I go to like Bleacher Report because I'm into sports, and my favorite soccer team is playing Liverpool. Oh, and they're playing kind of a, my boy Jurgen Klopp. Let's go. See, I, know, I know a little bit about the sports. <laughs> they're losing though. Oh shit. One zero. <laughs> one nil, if you will. At the time that you open your phone. At the time that I open my phone. And I'm like, no, nah, these boys gonna win. They're gonna win. And then not 10 minutes later, they they 
Clutched. go for the equalizer. And then right after that, they score again, dude. I was like, hell yeah, dude. I just manifested this victory right now. Hell yeah, dog. Put it out there in the universe and it'll come back to you. <laughs> so I give my kid a shitty ass name and I'm going to be going Famous, to the dude. Met Gala next year. <laughs> if that's what it takes, dude. <laughs> that's exactly what, how it's going to pan out. All right. So I see All it. Right. I mean, it's already falling into place. We, we got personal invites from Twitch and YouTube. To be, that's true. To be affiliates. Dude. We might make it to the streamer con next year for streamer <laughs> awards. <laughs> Me and my boy Ninja, and I don't even know who the hell streams. <laughs> I was just watching it with Charlie the other day. Okay, when I say watching it, I mean I was getting updates as he was watching it. Oh yeah, and he was mostly watching it for pay money wubby, so he could uh, add like the pay money sevens in the chat so that they all knew he was there. <laughs> Recently, we joked about um. <laughs> Reviewing tape, reviewing film, <laughs> just like after a game. And as you go into practice the next week for the next game, you review tape and see how you did from the previous game and see what you can improve on and work on that week. Yeah. So uh, we've ta- we've we've entertained the idea of uh, reviewing tape uh, when it comes to 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I used to listen to the episodes just to be like, Okay, how terrible of a story was that? <laughs> and how could you tell it better? <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is now I know immediately. <laughs> I say something, I'm like, oh, that was the shitty joke I, or a it, terrible story. <laughs> that was not, not good at all. So I don't even need to review stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude. How you feeling? Pretty solid, dude. Feeling better? Feeling better. The caffeine's kicking in. This Rockstar Unplugged, which, by the way, I'm shouting out. It's a new flavor. It's a passion fruit, dude. <laughs> Solid. Hell yeah, boy. Uh, let's take it and use it and roll. Let's go. Wow, my own die for once. We roll a 20-sided die to see who goes first. Highest number goes first. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively (sighs) i have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light lightness in my heart my head my emotions if that's something that you are needing if that's something that's missing Give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am. And you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3am. Ohio is a land of mystery, from missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies, from myths that have evolved around historic events and people to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app, and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com
What's it say, my boy? I got a 13. Deej, you got a 3. Okay. So we're doing Sean and then me tonight. All right, guys. I got a good story for us today. It better be. Submitted by a listener. And this listener wanted to remain anonymous. So they did not submit their name with this story. After reading the story, I was like, you know, there might be a couple reasons why I would want to remain anonymous. (laughs) (laughs) And you might come up with some of those reasons yourself as I tell the story. Okay, so we have a a murderer listener, right? That's what it is. Their kind of intro to this story is we talk about that gut feeling that you get. But y'all have never told a story about what was on the other end of that gut feeling, like what could have happened. Mm. That's kind of how like, he intros it. Or her. I don't know, dude. Like they didn't listen to the gut feeling and Something now they regret it. to them. Huh? Okay. So whoever this is works in water testing. And in water testing, basically they'll go and test like the pH balances and like streams and rivers downstream of like construction sites and stuff like that to make sure that wetlands, protected ones specifically, aren't being harmed by whatever's going on upstream. Uh, like South Dakota or whatever, pipeline. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that's their main, their main job. They're also an avid three-gun competitor shooter, comp- three-gun competition shooter. And the basics of that is... It's a timed trial of you running around and engaging various targets with a pistol, shotgun, and AR-15, trying to beat everyone else's time. This is going to be important in a minute. So this alleged event, their words, not mine, this alleged event happened in September. Whether that's this last September or another one, I don't know. Anyways... They're going out to this river to test the pH balance. They don't say where they are. They don't say where they are. Okay. Anyways, they're going to test the pH balance in this river. The closest they can get to the river is this dog park. So they park their truck or whatever they're driving next to the woods and then hike out into the woods towards this river. It's a 10, 15 minute walk. From where they parked out to the river, they basically do their job and then come back. And as they're coming back, he or she starts hearing yelling, shouting threats, and a crying baby. So they kind of like speed up a little bit as they're headed back to this parking lot. And okay, this is right. It is a guy. He says... I'm not a huge guy, 6'1", 210, but as he approaches the parking lot, no one notices his presence or anything like that, but what he sees is this five-foot-tall lady holding a baby running into the dog park where there's another random guy with his dog, and she's basically yelling for help to this guy, and then behind her... There's a man following her. And this guy is giant. He said, 
He's about 6'10", looks like he's 400 pounds, and he is yelling at this lady that he is going to kill her and take the baby. I knew it, dude. Somebody about to get capped. So the dude who's just chilling in the dog park, who also he described as kind of a skinny, smaller dude with his dog, is the MVP. He's like, yeah, I'll stay, stay with the lady. He walks her back to the parking lot as this big dude is just kind of like lurking on the outskirts, like not doing anything because someone else is around. <clears throat> so they both get to the parking lot, the uh, other smaller guy and this lady with her baby. And then the guy with his dog realizes that he left his keys on the bench in the dog park. So he has to go back. And the lady is now standing right next to, I think, this other guy's car in the parking lot. And there is kind of a mock drawing that I'll show you here in a minute as well. Just where everyone was locationally. So she's uh, safe now. Safe. For now. For now. Yeah. Now, as she's standing there and the other guy is going back down into the dog park to grab his keys, the big dude comes around the dog park and is like coming towards the lady still shouting threats at her. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to throw your baby. Like <laughs> the guy says, like anyone who shouts, I'm going to throw your baby probably means it. Like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what he's going to do, but nothing solves problems like throwing babies. You know? Nothing solves problems like that. So the big dude is coming up on this lady. Our friend listener who submitted the story is still unnoticed. Now, he had backed up to the the forest before he left to go out to the river, and so he's up at the back of his truck. He slowly opens the back of his truck and unlocks his gun safe in the back of his truck. Hell yeah, boy. So he's about ready to save the day. Yes, protect our women's. Let's go. And with this, he's also thinking... What am I going to do? Like, am I really going to shoot this guy? Like, there's no need. But I also need to protect this 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 woman with her baby. And he said he's also, like, running the math in his mind. There's no way any physical altercation between him and this dude is going to end well for him. Because he's 6'1", 210 versus 6'10", 400 probably. That's why he's got to load up. He does. So, still unnoticed. He takes his gun out and he aims it at this dude and he doesn't shoot. He's just kind of watching him and he decides in his mind that he kind of mentally creates this 10 foot circle around the, this lady in his mind. And he says, and like in his mind, if the dude crosses this line, I'll have to shoot him. The big dude comes up to the lady and stops right at the line and he starts pacing back and forth right at this line not crossing it and he's still our listeners still aiming the gun and apparently the other dog guy down in the dog park had called 911 police sirens are now showing up (sighs) a breath of fresh air for our friend here he doesn't have to do anything but the big dude never crossed the line they come and arrest the guy They're taking statements from the lady. And the whole time, he locks his gun back up in the safe. He's good to go. But this entire time, he's wondering, 
Like if that guy had got that gut feeling to not cross that line that he started pacing back and forth at. Hmm. And this is where this idea was like, what if he had the gut feeling not to cross the line? Otherwise he would have died. And the same goes for us when we get our gut feelings, if we follow them, hmm. we never know what would have happened. Bro, he never talked to this dude. Never talked to him. He never like stopped the police and be like, wait, I got to ask this guy a question. <laughs> <laughs> he said he thought about it. He's like, I wish I could have gone over to the guy and asked him like, why did you stop right here? I figure he would have at least gone to like give his uh, witness or like report on what was going on too. You would think. Uh, well, he also was packing too. So I, I imagine he wanted to just. Yeah. The other thing too is. He's literally just aiming his gun at a at, at a person. So. Right. Didn't I mean, wanna. but here's the other thing too. Like, what would you have done? This dude is giant. He's gonna kill somebody. We think. We do know we have our guns. I personally probably would have aimed to wound if I did have to do anything. I would have made myself known. But oh, the other thing, sorry, <clears throat> I should have added this. Is this big dude had his hands in his pockets, and the first oh. thing he thought of was what if he has a gun in there and he's aiming it at her. He had his hands in the pockets the whole time. Like his yeah. hoodie pockets. Okay. That changes things a little bit. That's, yeah. that's pretty Because he sus. did mention that he didn't want to like name, like uh, call himself out just in case this guy had a gun because he didn't see his hands. They were both in his pockets. Yeah. But that's a good point. So he safe, did bring that up. Safely from the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. He's in my sights, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy could have been the uh, real MVP here. Either way, police showed up. And the giant, the woman was, the giant would have been. <laughs> it's a real David and Goliath situation, dude. <laughs> Anyways, that's his story, basically, of what is on the other end of that gut feeling that we hopefully never end up having to find out. Dude, regrets. Regrets, dude. Regrets, always. But I thought it was interesting. Um, and as I was reading, I was like, yeah. I probably wouldn't want to just tell anybody this either, like incriminating evidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we really just need some listeners to not listen to their gut so they can come back to us with a even better story of what would have happened yeah. or what did happen because you didn't listen to your mm. gut. <laughs> but that's it for me tonight. Okay. Hell yeah. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about my boy, Buddha. <laughs> my boy buddha and this was uh during buddha's path to enlightenment okay and during buddha's journey uh, th this is a this is a documented experience well uh i think it's pretty well known in buddhism mm -hmm. i'd love to talk to you Maybe somebody who practices Buddhism to learn to more about this. But anyway, uh, during his uh, his uh, path to enlightenment, he was living a very austere lifestyle where he was trying to detach himself completely from things he did not need. Minimalist. Yeah, very, like extreme minimalism, just living very simply, very plainly. Mm -hmm. And... He basically was starving himself. Okay. I assume quickly my boy realized that uh, 
that's 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 not how you're gonna how you're gonna make it, my guy. You know, to we hope so to enlightenment. <sighs> so, on his path, he encounters a woman. In their small talk, the woman finds that he hasn't eaten, so she serves him up some food, and he re- Buddha thinks and he's uh he's battling himself mentally to uh, not accept for various reasons mainly to try to continue his like living that principle of uh, austerity but he realizes if he doesn't eat he's not going to reach enlightenment okay that's basically it so he accepts it woman offers him a a bowl of rice milk rice oh nice don't know what that is Sounds good though. Yeah, it's horchata. <laughs> my boy's multi. My my boy's an adventurous eater. Let's go. Uh, he, he's uh he's offered a bowl of milk rice. Okay. So actually, soon after this event happens, where he encounters one woman and she gives him the bowl of milk rice, he reaches enlightenment. I don't know exactly what that entails, but he credits that experience as accepting help from strangers good people who are just wanting to help and uh like that sustenance uh as like part of getting to enlightenment uh from that point he discarded the rest of his food i guess you don't need food when you're enlightened uh is what i was reading <laughs> uh but he kept the bowl and that bowl has become a significant piece within uh buddhism and it's called the begging bowl. And you'll see a lot of Buddhist monks holding holding the begging bowl, and uh, it it just symbolizes like finding balance between extreme austerity and uh, complete attachment to things. Okay. So, like the concept, I like. Yeah. So the bowl is uh, used in a lot of different ceremonies for different purposes. I'm gonna need you to. Uh, Put a bookmark on that. Bookmark. Yep. On begging bowls. Begging bowls. We're changing gears to, have you ever heard of sky burials? Sky burials? Yep. No. Sky burials, fascinating. I feel like I might have heard this once. Obviously not familiar. Uh, I had to look into it more, and it's crazy. Um, Sky burials, I believe, originated in Tibet. And what it is, is when you die, it's a type of burial where they create a few incisions in your body, exposing some vital organs, and leave your body at the top of a mountain. What the? Why do they do that? So, uh, one... The ground in Tibet and the surrounding areas apparently was too cold, too hard, too rocky to dig and to bury somebody. Makes sense. Okay. That's one. Two, uh, a lot of Buddhists believe in the transmigration of spirits or reincarnation, reincarnation, rebirth. Yeah. Uh, I, I th- When I started reading more about that, uh, it sounded really beautiful uh, because uh, I have a quote here um, from the article I was reading. Uh, with sky burials, they believe there's no need to preserve the body as it is now an empty vessel. And you've moved on. You've moved on. 
uh, sky burials were uh, partly giving alms to the birds and also an ascent of the soul to be reincarnated into another circle of life. Okay. It is a crazy thought, though. <laughs> You'd be hiking and you just see dead bodies yeah. everywhere. Uh, the crazy thing is sky burials are uh, still practiced today. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, at least in older times, sky burials were a lot more common in that area, more than uh, the alternative of cremation, okay. because wood was also scarce. Uh. So most commoners back in the day in Tibet and the surrounding regions uh, utilized sky burials as like the go-to main way of sending off their dead. Okay. And it was a very, like, seems to, like, in my uh, studies of it, like, it seemed like a pretty honorable thing. Yeah. Especially when you think of reincarnation and that uh, entire concept. So it's really beautiful. Now, going back to our bookmark with the begging bowls and Buddha, uh -huh. I mentioned that there are many types of begging bowls. Okay, yeah. And one of the main types is called a kapala. And the kapala is harvested. And when the main harvesting ground for kapala is at the sky burial sites. Harvested in that. So Buddhist monks will go to sky burial sites, find bodies that have been almost completely decomposed. Uh-huh. And what remains are the bones the skeletons and what they would do is they would take the skull and there's an entire ritual of cleaning and preparing it and then consecrating it to become a kapala oh. and they would sever the top awesome. of the cranium of the skull and either use the entirety of the skull or the top part of the cranium they'd flip it upside down and it'd be a bowl damn okay okay and that is a kapala and the specific use for a kapala is uh, to hold offerings for fierce deities. So okay. there's, a, there's a couple more things that I have on the kapala to help put it into context. So in Tibetan monasteries, the kapala was used to hold dough cakes or wine used symbolically as flesh and blood offerings to wrathful deities of Hindu India and Buddhist Tibet. The dough cakes were not just pieces of bread, but were shaped to resemble human eyes, ears, and tongues. Different fierce deities required different substances within the Kapala yeah. to appease them. And when you appease them, then in return, you would receive various things from uh, safety. Basically, they're bullies <laughs> is what it sounded like. like they won't. They won't. Uh, they'll take your lunch money, and then they. You know, you your reward is they'll you don't get punched in the face. You know? <laughs> um, there was a lot of uh, similarities to like the Christian sacrament, and even like they used the word transubstantiation, which is common in Catholicism, uh -huh. with uh, the bread and water turning into Jesus's like actual body and blood. So. Uh, I think some Buddhists believe that transubstantiation also exists within uh, 
putting some of these contents in the Kapala. The bread will turn into flesh. Wine will turn into blood in which some people will drink and eat or the deities themselves will eat and drink. Uh, sometimes people will eat and drink it because it acts as like a potion uh-huh. uh, or something to protect themselves against certain deities. It's a, it's a, it seems like a really complex system depending on which deity you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, depending on the purpose, the Kapalas would contain other substances. Uh, they refer to as divine nectar, uh, which usually is the wine or blood. Uh, vital nectar, which is semen, uh, alcohol, ritual cakes, uh, marrow, intestines, fat, brains, heart, uh, and lungs of demonic enemies. Oh, damn. And there was no more information beyond that. I was like, bro, write more about the lungs of my demonic enemies. Yeah. Um, but Kapala, fascinating, uh, artifact that is used and a lot of these kapalas are super ornate you can see uh we'll post pictures on the gram uh but skulls that are uh like gilded with like different metals and uh like precious stones just like super ornate and passed down from generation to generation um there is a kapala that is uh that has its own, a specific one that has its own notoriety. It can make it in its own uh, Indiana Jones movie. What? And it was brought to the U.S. in the 1950s. Okay. <laughs> by a man who was an immigrant. He moved to Chicago. He was a Buddhist, uh, a practicing Buddhist. Came with his family and they had a kapala in their home. Okay. And this specific Pakala, and there's pictures of it online, uh, and I show, I'll tell you where it's from in a minute, but the pictures, it's uh, not a human skull, but it's that of a monkey. What? So this man moves to the U.S. in the 50s with his family and brings his monkey skull Kapala. And uh, super ornate, really beautiful, uh, and it straight up looks like Indiana Jones. <laughs> So this Kapala, they have it in their home, and they feed it every meal. Every time they eat, they prepare a little more and put some, uh, or maybe not prepare a little more, but they uh, put some, like, uh, wine and sometimes blood. I don't know where they get the blood from in the Kapala because this specific deity that they were dealing with, and I don't know how uh, they were dealing with it, like if it latched onto their family. Right, or. Yeah. Uh, Basically, uh, they were told that bad fortune would come upon them if they weren't uh, feeding it via this monkey skull kapala. Yeah. So every meal, they would feed it and feed it, and Grandpa did that uh, until he passed away. Before he passed away, he gave this kapala to his grandson. Grandson inherits it, and grandson fails to follow the tradition. Of, of feeding of feeding this kapala, okay. yeah, and uh, appeasing the fierce deity that they have to have to deal with. <sighs> okay, it's it's uh, I I'm well first I'm mad. Yes, like you should be feeding like it. dishonor 
<laughs> dishonor on on your family. Yeah, my boys become Americanized, steering from tradition. Uh, he, it doesn't go into explicit detail, uh, which is uh, kind of disappointing for the story. The only things that are said is that the house felt like there was a bad electricity uh, running throughout. Not like electricity in the wiring, but, but like just like, just like bad, energy. bad energy in the home. And, oh, okay, I forgot the specific part. Uh, when the grandpa came to the U.S., uh, the Kapala came with like a chest almost. And he would lock lock the Kapala in the chest when it wasn't being used and take it out for meals. And the chest also was like a very ornate, beautiful object. Uh, and it had different compartments. And in the lowest compartment, uh, there was a flaying knife. F-L-A-Y. Okay. Flaying knife. And it was traditional. And you can see in a lot of traditional Buddhist, I guess, uh, depictions or pieces of art, there's a lot of different uh, like evil or fierce deities that have the kapala and this flaying knife. Interesting. Like a ritualistic knife that was used to, I, I think, cut open animals. And it's like a weird, like, has a handle. And at the bottom of the handle, like, it didn't come up straight up like a regular knife. It came out on the bottom and it was like a half moon oh, okay. with like a little hook at the end. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, he had a flaying knife uh, that was also like really beautiful and uh, gilded. When grandson stopped tradition like i don't know forgot to feed this monkey skull uh <laughs> along with like the bad juju in the house things were being stolen from that house and one of the things that was stolen was that knife oh no it went missing so after all of these things started happening to him he donated it and he donated it to the traveling museum of the paranormal and the occult where it sits today, and you can see it today. This same museum also is home to the crone. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's where that's from. Yeah. So the crone sits in this museum, uh, which is one of my favorite stories that uh, I was able to like read up on and, and share with you guys. Insane. Uh, just like a museum of like haunted artifacts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just kind of like Ed and Lorraine Warren, you yeah, know, with the doll and all of that. <laughs> um, but that's the end of the Kapala. I wanted to find something cultural. I wanted to find us uh, kind of like its origin story and then find a modern day connection with a specific like scary story. Yeah, no, I liked it. Yeah. That was a fun kind of connected dots type scenario. Yeah. I, I, I could have gone a little more into uh, like those deities uh, and maybe I will one day, similar to how I've done like the yurei and yokai of Japan or the jinn yeah. of Morocco. Um, I could get into like Buddhist uh, deities mm -hmm. that, have uh, intent to do harm. Yeah, because we definitely need to know who these like evil deities are that are coming and taking out of the Kapala. Yeah. Yeah, we need to know. We need more. <laughs> we need to stay guarded. <laughs>
need to stay guarded. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my story about uh, the Buddhist begging bowl. Okay, I like it. Yeah, bro. Short F this week. Thanks for uh, thanks for supporting us. I know it's been a little off with with uh, Charles Gunn, but uh, we're holding it down. He misses uh, being here. I don't know. I don't know how to share without like giving anything away or is that good enough uh that's good enough yeah yeah uh but yeah we, we're holding it down doing our best and uh excited for for more to come uh you have anything just uh go and check out our youtube twitch subscribe on both of those like we were just saying how uh we be we be affiliated now with them but <laughs> Um, there's more content there for you as well. Like yeah. you'll be able to actually watch us on YouTube and then on Twitch, you can interact while we're recording most of the time now. Yeah. So, uh, go and drop us a subscribe, hit the notification buttons. I'm trying not to be like super like YouTuber on doing this, but I can't help <laughs> no, it. <laughs> no, you're good. One thing I'm actually hyped for, and we've never talked about this with you or I've never talked about it with you. Uh, but Sean didn't grow up with video games. <laughs> yes, I did not. Which is fine. But with Twitch, we want to play scary video games. And I want I want you to play and I want all of us to play. <laughs> I think that's going to be a riot. I'm thinking like Left 4 Dead. Are you familiar? I recognize names. Left 4 Dead is we're all uh, surviving together in a zombie apocalypse. Okay. Uh I'm thinking of, I don't know about Five Nights at Freddy's. That seems kind of goofy to me. <laughs> but uh, oh, there's oh, phasmophobia. Okay. You're like a paranormal investigator. You're hired oh. by people to explore their haunted homes. Well, that's kind of cool. And while you're there, you have like your different equipment, like a uh, EMF reader okay. and a flashlight with limited battery. <laughs> And uh, you have to find out who the ghost is in that specific house. Oh, that's kind of uh, cool. Yeah, the more you learn about them, the more they like f- with you. And it's uh, <laughs> no. crazy because they have like a VR version too. Oh, so you're like okay. in it and you're like running away from like you're learning more about this ghost and it's a whole storyline. It's very like detective work. Okay. Uh, it's crazy. That actually does sounds fun. That, yeah. like, it, it could be fun, I yeah. guess. Like. There, yeah, it could be. Uh, all these things you missed out on, man, in your childhood. All the childhood I nah. didn't have. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just a lot of cool things that we can do with Twitch. Uh, and it's not even just video games either. But, yeah, the opportunities, the floodgates are, are open. And we're trying to figure out uh, what we want to partake of. If you guys have any suggestions... Send them to uh, our DM us in our Instagram, or they can reach out to us on Twitch or YouTube or yeah. wherever. Like, if you have suggestions for what you want to see or hear, hit us up. We're more than happy to go and look at the best stuff. Yes, sir. Like, if you want a good story, you probably go to DJ Charles, bro. So, no, no. <laughs> we love you all. Thank you for your support. And uh, with that, trust your gut, watch your back. Be careful out there. See you next time. Bye. Psych. You thought that was the end. Oh, shoot. I got a bonus story for y'all. Let's go.
Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. I want to take a moment to tell you about my podcast, Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage. In 1984, a woman named Phyllis Cottle was abducted in broad daylight, tortured, and left to die in a burning car in Akron, Ohio. At the time, I was a rookie reporter covering this horrific story. Since then, I've reported every kind of crime imaginable. I've been able to leave most of them at work, but not this one. The one that buried itself under my skin and stayed put. Phyllis Cottle was a badass woman, and I want to tell you her story. A production of Evergreen Podcasts and signature title of the Killer Podcast Network, you can find Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage wherever you get your podcasts. Discover more great true crime and paranormal programming at KillerPodcast.com. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight, cisgender white men. And the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth. And together we host Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.